Hi, this is Walford Kaufman, the pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina. And this is a sermon that I'm preaching on Sunday morning, December the 27th, 2020. So if you would, go ahead and get your Bibles open. Galatians, the fourth chapter. We're going to be looking at verses 1 through 7. Galatians 4, 1 through 7. Now, I don't know if you've had to travel much during the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, but sometimes uh, summer vacation. Sometimes it's a short trip. And it's not just children. I've been in a vehicle where there was adults in it, and you hear someone ask that question, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Did you ever get to the point where you just wanted to throw them out the door of the vehicle? Or you just told them, if you ask me that one more time, you know, are we there yet? We just celebrated Jesus' birth on this earth. So the question I have for you today have you celebrated Jesus being born in your heart? Are you celebrating that He is in control of your life? That that spiritual walk that you're on is one that's getting you closer and closer to being that person that Jesus wants you to be? See, I believe that the year 2020 will end up being a year with an asterisk beside it. I mean, for sports, for business, for medical reasons, there'll be a little mark on the side. But I don't think when we get to heaven that we can say 2020, there's an asterisk beside that was a year I didn't have to grow in my relationship with the Lord. I didn't have to grow spiritually. I didn't have to mature. Even through all that we've been through this year, we need to say that we've done all that we could to get closer to the Lord. He's done all He could for us. So let us be thinking, are we growing? Are we there yet? in our spiritual walk. So if you would, open that Bible yours, look at Galatians 4. Here's Paul dealing with the church in Galatia. But isn't it strange that he wrote this so many years ago, and it still speaks to our hearts today. Galatians 4, verse 1, where I start. What I am saying is that as long as they, the heir is a child, he is no different from a slave, although he owns the whole estate he is subject to guardians and trustees until the time set by his father. So also when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. But when the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under law that we might receive the full rights of sons, because you are sons. God sent the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, and the Spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but a son, and since you are a son, God has made you also an heir. And we can rejoice in that today. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, today, thank You that You have redeemed us that you have made us your child through the precious blood of Jesus. But today, Lord, are we there yet in our spiritual walk? Are we there yet in our relationship with you? Let us all look at our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. So the first thing we're going to be doing is looking at the starting place. The starting place. See, Paul was writing this. The Jewish culture, and much even today, is a, when a, a boy gets to the age of 12 years of age, he is declared an adult. Uh, they have a bar mitzvah. 
But also, you remember with Paul, he also knew the Greek and Roman culture. In the Greek culture, when a young man got to be 18 years of age, they would cut his hair and then burn his hair uh, as a, a sacrifice, as an offering, as you would call it, to the Greek god Apollo. And then the Roman culture, not a specific date as such. Most think it's still around 18 years of age. When a young man got that age, he, he took off his boyhood clothing and he put on an adult toga. But also, he was to take all of his boyhood toys and burn it as an offering to one of the false gods. So here are some things that's in Paul's writing, the, the Greek culture, the Roman culture, and of course the Jewish culture and all this. And that's why he's dealing there in verse 1. What I am saying is that as long as the heir is a child, he is no different from a slave. No different than a slave. See, Paul is using that to teach us that we can experience grace, yes, through Jesus Christ, but that is just the starting point in our spiritual journey just the starting point in our spiritual journey. For at that stage, we are treated like a slave. Like a slave. The people of Israel had been under the law, the Old Testament. Think about it. The Old Testament, as wonderful as it is, but all the laws and all the guidelines, and we know about the Jewish religious leaders even had to wear the law either hemmed to their garments or on their forehead and all this. Now, the beauty of the Old Testament is it's pointing to Jesus. It's always pointing to Jesus, but even they failed to see Jesus. I mean, that's when, when Jesus was born, it was predicted. It was told this was going to happen. But see, they still did not see Jesus. See, treated like a slave and under the law. Now, there may be some young people that are watching this along with you and that are still in school. Maybe some of your adults still in school. But here's a question. How many of you loved your teachers so much? You loved those teachers that you loved them so much that you did all your homework and you went up to them and asked them, is there any more I can do? Was it because you loved that teacher so much? Or was it because you had a fear of that teacher? Now I have to admit, most of mine was is because I had a fear of what that teacher would do to me if I didn't turn in my homework. If I didn't turn in my homework, I would get something like zeros, okay? Or I have to stay in from those days of recess and make, you know, do my work. But not only was I fearful of that teacher, but what that teacher would say to my parents, and I knew what my parents were going to do to me also. So you think that under that law, you know, are we scared? Are we scared? Yes, are we there yet? How many of us today serve the Lord not because we love Him, but we're scared? Almighty God, who can, you know, have we ever said this? A heart condition, a cancer, or even COVID-19? Is this God punishing us? You know, instead of seeing all what God has done for us and how He's blessed us and we want to love Him and serve Him, we're thinking about what God can do to us if we don't do the right things. Yes, are we there yet? And that's why verse 3, it says, So also, when we were children, we were in slavery under the basic principles of the world. Basic principles of the world. 
Does that describe us? Children, self-imposed slaves? When the Lord has set us free to serve Him in love, are we self-imposed slaves under the basic principles of the world? You know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. You know, those kind of concepts. And, and sometimes we even had that idea with the Lord. Instead, are we there yet? We need to be reminded, are we there yet in this concept? It is the journey that we're on. That's what verse 4 says this. But when the time had fully come, God sent His Son, born of a woman, born under the law. Yes, the right time. Yes, the journey that we're on. When we first gave our hearts to Jesus, we began a journey with Jesus Christ. And so, uh, but can any of you identify with this? You start out on a trip. It could be just go to the grocery store. Or you got to go by the drugstore. It could, be, it could be a long trip. But you get in your car, I forgot my sunglasses. So you have to get out and go get in the house, get your sunglasses to come out. You get to the end of the driveway, and then you forget... Yeah. Oh my goodness, I forgot my coffee. I got to go back and get my coffee. Or how many of you have gone on a trip and you've gotten miles down the road and you forgot a child? Uh, I think a movie was made about that. Something about parents forgetting to get a child. Uh, I don't think many of you have done that. But you know the idea that I'm talking about. You start, you stop. You start, you stop. You try to go on this trip. But how many of us are doing that with Jesus Christ? We start out, but we've got to go back and get something. We, we get a little bit further, but we have to go back. Folks, once we start on this spiritual journey with Jesus Christ, don't turn back. Don't turn back. Uh, the Scripture tells us when we turn and look to where we've been, we get in trouble, folks. We're not to look back. We're to keep our eyes on Jesus. When we start this journey for the Lord... For I want you to realize this. What's ahead of us with Jesus Christ? What is in front of us with this relationship with the Lord is a whole lot better than what we left behind. So this journey that we're on, but see this journey involves an adoption process. An adoption process. Did you know there were over 300 prophecies? 300 prophecies concerning Jesus. That's right. And see, but it, Scripture tells us, and God sent His Son at the right time. At the right time. And it speaks that she was born of a woman, flesh, a Jewish woman. And there, I mean, God becoming flesh to identify with us. It's an adoption process, born under the law, that we, that God, through His Son Jesus, understands us, understands what we're going through. We can rejoice in that. See, I've known some people that's going through that adoption process. It's hard. It is hard. A lot of paperwork, a lot of time, but what blessings it is when it comes about. But see, this journey we own is an adoption process. And so this journey leads us to becoming family. Just because you get adopted doesn't make you family. I mean, you can go legally and change the name of that child, but that doesn't mean that all of a sudden you become family. It takes a lot of love, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of being together. So to become family, Jesus 
had to redeem us. He had to pay a price for us to redeem us, to adopt us, even though He knows all about us. I think about children that's been adopted, how blessed they are. You know why? Because see, when we normally have a child, we take what we get, right? Mama, daddy, come together, there's a child. We've got to take it. But adoption process, most of the time, they see that child. They have a decision to make, and they still take that child. That meant those parents really wanted that child. So there, He redeemed us, knowing that we're imperfect, knowing that we have sinned, here's the biggest thing, knowing that what we are capable of doing, not just our sins of yesterday and today, but what sins we could do tomorrow. And He still came to redeem us, that we might have full right as a son, as a daughter, as a child of God. We can rejoice in that to redeem us, to not partially. Oh, uh, you're part of the family, but you can't sit at the table. Or you're part of the family, but you can't go on trips with us. Or you're part of the family, but you get no inheritance. Is that really a child? Think about that. And so just think what it's going to be like when we get to heaven. Is there a small chance? Is there a small chance that when we get to heaven and we look around, are we going to ask ourselves, why? Why did I act? like a slave when I was on earth? Why did I walk around thinking that I was not truly a child of God? See, when you invited Jesus Christ into your heart, Jesus said He would come in and He would never leave us. We became a child of God at that time. Not a part-time, not a partial, but we have all the benefits. Uh, Are we going to get to heaven and then think, God didn't hold anything back. He had everything for me, but I am the one that didn't ask. I'm the one that didn't trust. I'm the one that didn't believe. I'm the one that messed up. See, becoming family, Scripture says we have the full rights of sons. Full rights as a child of God. So are we there yet? Are we there yet? We have to ask ourselves. So let's look now at the destination. Look there in verse 6. It says there, Because you are sons, God sent the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, the Spirit who calls out Abba, Father. How wonderful that is. See, the destination is not a place. It's a person. It's a relationship. That's what it is. And so what we see, this destination, the truth is, is a continuation of the journey. See, our life here on this earth, it's just, it's just a taste of what heaven's going to be like. But when we get to heaven, it's not going to be like, oh, is this all it is? It's going to be a continuation of this relationship with Almighty God to be able to say, Abba, Father. You know what that means? Papa, God. Papa, God, how wonderful to be able to say that, that personal relationship with the Heavenly Father through the Son, Jesus Christ. All because He's redeemed us. And so we can rejoice in that, in that continuation of the journey that we start when we give our heart to Jesus Christ.
And then it's a continuation of intimacy. Intimacy. See, the law never could bring about a relationship. Now, we could make those sacrifices, we could keep those Ten Commandments, but it could not still instill upon us a relationship. The law could never put the Holy Spirit into our hearts. That's what we see there in that Scripture. That is not that we get to a certain point, but God sent the Spirit of His Son into our hearts. Today, do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ? I'm not saying that your mother and your granddaddy or whoever carried you to church. Or did you hear about it? I'm talking about do you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ that what you've done is you confessed your sin, invited Jesus into your heart. See, if you've invited Him to your heart, is it a growing relationship? Is it a growing intimacy? Is it a maturing is it something very special? It's not a have to. It's I want to serve the Lord. I want to tell other people about Jesus. I want to do all I can to bring honor and glory to the Heavenly Father. Is it that kind of relationship? The love He has for you. But is the love that you have for Him. See, that's the intimacy. It's when the two of you come together and loving each other. Oh, you're not perfect. He knows that. That's why God gave His Son so you can have a personal relationship with Him. Confess your sin. Invite Jesus into your heart. And then start living a life trusting in Him, wanting to serve Him and to love Him. I pray that you have that relationship. If you haven't today, just bow your heads right there where you are. And simply just confess your sin. Say, Lord, I am so sorry for sinning. You know my sins. Well, will you please forgive me? And please come into my heart and live. Thank you, Father. Maybe it's time to rededicate your life. Maybe years ago you gave your heart to Jesus, but you didn't turn all the other things over to Him. Do so today. If you've made that kind of commitment, please let me know pastor at gaffneysouthside.com or my cell phone number is 864-812-0073. That's 812-0073. I would love to hear from you, especially that relationship that you now have with Jesus Christ. And so will you bow your heads as we close? I have a few things I want to read. If your heads are bowed, Eyes are closed. Listen to this. Remember, the servant has a master. The son has a father. The servant obeys out of fear. The son obeys out of love. The servant is poor. The son is rich. Now I have a question to ask you as we close. Are you rich today? You are if you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Father, thank You today. Thank You that we can be a child of Yours through Your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank You. The journey is a beautiful one. Are we there yet? No. But You walk with us and You talk with us. And how wonderful that is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
May God bless you and love to hear from you.